0: Well, EA has been busy, I guess. For June 5th, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Thank you so much to Ascalia and Robbie Landis for stepping in for me last week. I had a really difficult work week, very long days, so it made my day a whole lot easier to know that my friends were stepping in for me hosting this show. So thank you very much. I appreciate it greatly. Coming up, surprising nobody, Hideo Kojima is confirmed not to be involved with the Snake Eater remake and Activision Blizzard tried to run some numbers on their harassment allegations. Over the weekend, Electronic Arts started their first round of layoffs, and announced plans for blockchain gaming. What a blockbuster weekend. Starting with the layoffs, EA has reportedly laid off two-thirds of FireMonkey Studio, the studio behind the Real Racing series. Approximately 80 out of the 120 people at the studio are affected. EA will be shifting the Real Racing 3 and Need for Speed No Limit projects to other teams within the company, and the remaining 40 staff will be focusing on supporting the Sims Free Play live service. EA claims that many of the 80 affected found another position within EA. However, there is no confirmation on how many were retained in different studios. Now in the same breath, EA also announced their partnership with Nike Virtual Studios, Nike's blockchain developer. EA detailed that they would be implementing Nike Virtual Studios NFT marketplace, Dot Swoosh. Oh, what a horrible name! in future EA Sports titles characterizing these NFTs as a, quote, unique new opportunity for self-expression and creativity through sports and style. Yet EA hasn't disclosed how these dot swoosh NFTs would be implemented, though EA reassures fans, yeah, sure, that's what it is, that more information will be available in the coming months. Overall, both of these announcements are frustrating because it shows EA's blatant disregard for their workers along with showing their ignorance of the gaming market by pursuing NFTs no one has wanted or asked for. And knowing EA, they will cram these NFTs down everyone's throats and somehow make investing into a digital receipt even worse. Last week, Konami confirmed what everyone had already kind of assumed, that Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions are not involved in Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. Konami has contracted out the MGS3 remake to Virtuos, the studio behind Dark Souls Remastered. Though Kojima's absence isn't my biggest worry anymore, Konami also confirmed that they were reusing the original voice performances from Metal Gear Solid 3. By reusing the original performances, voice actors like David Hayter, who voiced Naked Snake, will not receive residual payments for this brand new game. Meaning that some of the most prolific voice actors that brought some of our favorite characters to life only received a one-time, most likely SAG scale pay from 2003 payment for a game that's been re-released four times already. While I'm hyped for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, it's bittersweet watching yet again the gaming industry screw over these people who elevated these games with legendary performances. Following Bobby Kotick's puff piece last week, Activision Blizzard actually released their first transparency report. And it paints an entirely different picture to what Kotick claims. Over the course of 2022, 134 Activision Blizzard employees filed complaints. Of those 134, only 116 were investigated. Actabliz claims that these cases weren't investigated due to the complainant leaving the company, or there was insufficient information to conduct the investigation. I'm using air quotes there. Of the 116 complaints, Actabliz found that 27 of them had substantive information corroborating the complaint. Activision Blizzard only took corrective action on 36 of those substantive complaints, meaning that corrective action was only taken for a total of nine complaints — one for chatroom discrimination, one for misgendering, and one for retaliation. There were six cases that involved physical assault, non-consensual touching, and unwanted sexual advances. Activision Blizzard's transparency report continues to detail, quote, historical data, showing that from 2016 to 2021 that the company averaged around 16 complaints a year, with an average of 12 being determined to be substantiated, though there was no information on actions taken during that five-year period. Look, personally, I think Activision Blizzard is probably underreporting how many complaints they received during this period, considering that many former and current staff members have detailed how they were discriminated against or sexually harassed at Activision Blizzard following the Variety Puff piece. So what this transparency report shows me is that Activision Blizzard is willfully underreporting these issues. Which doesn't surprise me because this report was not conducted by an impartial third party, but Activision Blizzard themselves. All right, well that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on twitch at twitch.tv slash limit break radio my name's nate bender keep listening